Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. It's a return to club matters this week and attention shifts to the European competitions. Uh, we've had some awesome rugby this weekend, which we're going to be having a look back at, seeing how all four of the pro teams got on. We'll also be getting caught up in transfer speculation galore and seeing what the Welsh clubs need on their Christmas list as we head into the festive season. Uh, Dan Killick is with me alongside once more, uh, braved it through the snow to get the slow and the sleet and the slippery conditions to get over here, Dan. I struggled to get into the door with the size of this Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah it is massive, actually. Isn't it? It's not my, it's not my doing. And again, this makes for this makes for great podcasting because you you can't see it. But well, there'll be a tweet up. The, <laughs> theater of <laughs> theater of the mind. I'll post that out. Yeah, no, it's nice to do the pod actually in the daytime. I know, it makes, the light. A, it makes a difference, because normally we're sat here on a Sunday night, both of us yeah. looking pretty weary. Having a herbal tea so the caffeine doesn't keep us up any That's longer. right, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, now we're on the coffee. This is it, yeah, which seems like the perfect segue. I don't get many perfect segues from Not you, Not for me, no. But uh, that one, you've, you've slipped it like a, like a Gavin Henson like a Gavin Henson pass there. So Eff- Effortless. Effortless pass. So that seems like the perfect time to plug our sponsor, uh, which you'll have probably heard last week, uh, that the Attacking Scrum is now brought to you by So Coffee Trades. Uh, so that's the it's great young business um, founded by the Ospreys hooker Scott Otten who we'll be catching up with later on in the month uh, as much as anything to see where our free coffee is so uh, yeah be giving, him, uh, be giving him a bit of stick about that but in the meantime make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk uh, in order to get your hands on some uh, on some quality great value coffee right this week Dan, I don't even know where to start um, so what I've done is we're going to split the pod up into, into three parts this week uh, the first part is what we're calling fact or fiction, where we debate a, a series of statements to get to the bottom of this week's big issues from Welsh rugby. Then the second part is... Throw me in the deep end yet again. Um, yeah, Thanks for this. I know, but this is it, isn't it? You've got it's to... all about consistency, isn't it? We're all over the shop at the moment. It's I'm cons- loving it. No, no, no. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm bringing in very uh, innovative methods to keep you on your toes, because otherwise we were, we were going to fall into the Warren Ball trap of just playing the same way every week. So, you know, we're, we're mixing it up, Dan. That's... It's something that you know the, the the Welsh coaches could learn a hell of a lot from us. You see, well, they'll be listening, won't they? Well, yeah, no doubt. Uh, and then the second part is Sinbin, which is uh, something that's been getting on our nerves this week. Uh, opportunity for to get uh, to get something off your chest. And again, we'd love uh, to hear your suggestions for that as well. So if there are things that have been annoying you from the world of rugby this week, uh, let us know on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Uh, you can do the same on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've also got a Facebook group if you fancy joining that uh, with some of your mates. Um, feel free to do so. And then finally, any other business is the third part of the podcast where we round up all the other bits and bobs. Loads of transfer news to to get in that this week. Lots of exciting transfer news in there. Uh, also, you know, new um, new deals for some talented young players uh, as well as some injury injury concerns and that as well. So, right, Dan. Fact or fiction, brand new feature. Here we go. Here's how it works. Five statements. We take it in turns. Uh, Going to be chosen at random by me. And you have to decide whether it is fact or fiction. So do you want to go Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. You go first. All right. Yep. Fine. So I'm going to fire this one over at you. Come on in. Here we go. Statement number one. Dragons should be concentrating on signing some front five forwards rather than the likes of Quade Cooper. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Go on. I'm loving the link with uh, with Cooper. Are you? Yeah, it's, it's great. Absolutely great. Um, how exciting would that be? Who would play where? I'm telling you, he's, he's, uh, he's 23. He's... he's Back three and outside half cover for for Gavin Henson. He's not he's not nudging Henson out of that side. No one's going to move him out, are they? At the moment, yeah. Um, I just I just love the fact that a load of players are being mentioned, but him him in particular. Do you, do you reckon he'll? I think this, no, I don't actually. I think this one is a bit of. I, I'm sure there is genuine interest, but I also wonder whether it's just off off the back of Moriarty to be. You know, I, I think the. The guys down at the Dragons might be playing a very clever PR game. There's some here. good, just some keep good, the bandwagon going. Yeah, some good work, isn't it? Because um, so. you know, if there's loads of different players linked, then they are going to pick up. You know, if there's any sort of fifty fifties, people aren't sure about it. <laughs> the moment others are linked, then it'll help. Yeah. Um, really, though, yeah, they, they they should concentrate on getting a few of the front row boys. But I'm going. I'm sticking with. Uh, oh, yeah. sticking with fiction. Yeah, All right, okay, it's great. I, yeah, I think that the reality is is they're going to sign. Um, 
they're going to sign some front row forwards. They're going to, uh, well, not even just front row, front five forwards. They're going to need to. That is the area where we're going to need we're going to need strengthening. Bruno Jack, he's going to turn into a player coach, and he? he'll be bringing his togs back out soon. So Do you think he'll he'll uh, he'll be he'll, he'll slot in the front row? I will tell you what, when I met him earlier in the year, I was because I remember him playing Bernard Jackman, but I was just shocked by just how big he is. I mean, like he's my height, and he's you know like a he's, bull. he is yeah he's. Not a man you'd not a man you'd want to have a scrap with, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's look, that's the area that that Dragons have, have got to concentrate on. You know, when it comes to recruitment, because as much fun as this is at the moment, speculating and oh well, imagine a back line with uh, with Cooper and Henson, and uh, you know, and then you've got Jordan Williams who signed this week. You know, all these kind of really fun, exciting players alongside the young talents of of Amos and Hewitt and the likes and Dixon and Morgan. It's great fun to to play around with that. But the reality is, in order to be competitive next year, we're going to need a, a bigger tight five. and But I think that will come. Like we yeah, say, work, that's work in progress there. I think it is work in progress. And this is the, you know, this is the area that I think that they've decided to kind of hone in on and, and just keep that momentum, which, you know, if people are looking at Dragons going, well, there's a real sense of ambition down here, then I think they'll pick up some good, some good forwards off the back of it. It's really kicking off on social media, isn't it, with all the links to... Uh... To the dragons between the other regions, um, it's getting quite feisty at times. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. do you stand on it? Um, the dragons have had a tough time, haven't they, for 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 a long, long time. So I'm 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 enjoying it really. It's um, it's good to see. I can also appreciate that some of the regions are, you know, probably slightly frustrated that mm. you know the money's come in from the WIU, but equally, you know, David Buttress coming in, he's. You know he's going to be bumping in money, isn't he? So, you know, hats off to them in in a way. Yeah, I saw an interesting. I can't remember if it was tweet or Facebook this week, but someone saying oh, it almost looks as though the Dragons are going down the Tony Brown route again, as uh, you know, as Newport did back in the day, and bringing in big signings. And we all know how that ended. Do you think that's a, a real concern? No, no. This is very. This is very different. There's there's some the foundations are being built on. They're very very. It's going to be a solid platform. To which then they can just um, get you know get stronger and stronger. So I can't see that to be honest. I think it's totally different. All right, fair enough. Let's let's move on then to the next uh, to the next element. Uh, so your choice, Dan. Which one are you which one are you going to throw in my direction? Okay, let's have a look. With their win over Saints, Ospreys have turned a corner. Fact, Fact or fiction? Or fiction. Uh, I think at the moment it's fiction. If I'm honest, I mean. First off, though, what a game that was. That was a game that I can watch over and over again. I, just, I wanted to get on the pitch. Did you? Yeah, it was, it was, it was so good, wasn't it? Oh, there, was no room, there was no room for the likes of you on that pitch last night, Dan. You no, were, there, wasn't, there wasn't many. There was a lot of niggle out there. It was really feisty, wasn't it? Um, oh, I just, it, was, it, was, it was a real... And it was a great game as well, wasn't it? Real, you know, Ospreys were so physical. That was the... That was what we've been crying out for for so long. Just them, them being really up for it. I think for me, Bradley, That's Bradley the set best it off. Game I've me? seen Bradley Davis having yeah. ages from minute one. He was so yeah. fired up, so up for it in everyone's faces, and um, he set the tone. I thought they did some things really, really well yesterday. To be fair, the choke tackle was massively effective. Mm. There yeah. was, uh, yeah, like you say, a lot more physicality. I think the breakdown was impressive. There was a lot of turnovers, and they were winning the collision. But I think there are a few things to to bear in mind here, you know. But at the end of the game, Northampton were down to their fourth choice outside that's half, like, yeah. And that's the yeah. That's I think they said in the commentary that's the first time that's ever happened uh, in a in a European game. And you know, if you'd have been in the stadium, there might have been a chance of you getting a game, yeah. but it had been for Northampton. Those fans that let they were leaving on the fifty fifth minute. They missed. Did you? Do you hear Will Greenwood say that yeah. as well? And he was saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can." Can't blame him. Can't he? blame him. Yes, yeah, the night to be sat sat in the pub and yeah, then get in front of the fire. Yeah, I was and thinking, then and then what followed was was amazing. Yeah. Although I, I have to say, you know, I'd have been I'd have been heading to the bar at the very least if I was a Saints fan last night uh, at that at that moment. Well, especially time. with the, especially with the season they've had, haven't they? Yeah. But two, you know, two two teams in poor form just really went for it, and it was a great great advert for rugby. It was all right then. I mean, because like I said, I, I think I don't think this is the, I don't think this is them having turned a corner, but it could at the same time be a pivotal moment for them because they can, you know, they can certainly take some confidence out of some of the some of the moves they finished and the, 
you know, a much more competitive performance up front. Why do the Ospreys perform so much better in um, the European games as opposed to the league games? Is it is it Great is question. it a mental thing? Because you know that was they they were still missing, you know, bigger mm. Webb and Tipperick. Yeah. So three key guys, equally, you know, with Webb and bigger, they're the ones that give them the direction. Yet. They produced a performance like that. and I'll tell you one man they weren't missing, though, Dan. And we've said this before, but when Alan Wynne-Jones plays, oh, dear, they, do yeah. look like, they do look like a... You'd go to war with him, wouldn't you? I think, yeah, that's it, isn't it? You would go to war with him. And they look such a... It sounds obvious that they look a much better side with him in it, but, you know, Bradley Davis, yesterday, you've, you've singled him out. He looked like the Bradley Davis of old. He looked as if he'd shaken off those those... Those little injuries he was probably carrying, and he was he was everywhere. Another one for you, though. On this, I think that's their best centre partnership last night. Owen Watkin, I was really impressed. That step, you know, it's coming all the time, but he has this amazing. You can't defend it. He does, and do you know what? Like this is this is probably way too early to say it, but this is going to be big. If he gets a run of games, he could be starting for Wales in the Six Nations. You know, he he started one game against Georgia in the autumn, and it didn't quite. It didn't quite work out because it was an ugly, horrible, turgid game. But I think you need a threat in the centre. Somebody's going to keep the keep the opposition on their toes. I'm not sure Owen Williams does that quite at centre. Anyway, we, look, we got we've chatted about it's, Wales loads, haven't we? So yeah, I suppose we want to keep. This I, on. I was impressed with his little offloads as well. His yeah. his ability to know where and and for the whole of the Ospreys actually to know where the players were because that's something that they haven't had certainly in the league. If they were they've. You know, those little sort of deft touches. Obviously, Sam Davis was up to it all night long, wasn't he? But yeah, really, they they can do it. Yeah, they can do it, can't they? They can. And I, yeah. So I, while I, while I don't think they turn the corner yet, I do think that there is there is going to be something. You know, I I really hope for their sake, and more importantly for their for the fans' sake, that they are able to build on this now because you know that we're going into they're going into a game against Northampton again next week they've got to take the full 5 points from that again which there's no reason reason why they shouldn't they can yeah yeah they can i mean and let's also just tempt this by saying Northampton were bloody terrible yesterday i know they had that resurgence at the end but they i thought they up, they did up it at the uh at the end there, didn't they, from the 60th know, minute, they, but equally... They were 40 points down. Yeah, Ospreys, you know, when, when you go that far ahead, they yeah. they they switched off, really, didn't they? I think they did. A couple of loose kicks. There were some got them. bizarre refereeing decisions, I thought. I don't know what he was up to. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of needle out there, which we've already said. How I, good was that to see, though? <laughs> you love that, don't you? I, I just... It, it, made, it made the game. It made the game so much better to see that they were that fired up. You know, people have been saying, oh, it's a dead rubber, it's this, it's that. Mm. They, both sides, really wanted to win yeah. that game. I tell you and what, after that um, after that try that Harry Malander scored and there was the scrap with Rob McCusker, I wouldn't have liked to have been Harry Malander in that situation. He's a hard bastard, McCusker, isn't he? I would not have liked to have to have been there. I, I don't think he did anything wrong either. No, there, he didn't, never, did he? I don't think that was a yellow for either. It was um, Burrell, wasn't it? He came, yeah, came, storming, came in. storming in behind and then... Uh, it was, just, it was it was brilliant. I was I almost went to the TV to to, to yeah. join in. Um, there was loads of bits kicking off in other parts of the field as well, weren't yeah. there? And um, and then old Dirksen then as well. I know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Red cards, yellow cards. Was there three yellows, one red? Yeah. Great game. Loads yeah. of fighting. <laughs> Wales, England. It was. Yeah. It was, it was superb. Well, hopefully next week's. Game. Boy, have we missed those types of games? Yeah, we have. And actually, you it's know? nice to see that it's nice to see the Welsh region come out on top. You know, regardless yeah, was, of the quality of the opposition. I was really pleased for Tandy as well and Griff Reese. Just to uh, mind you, at the end, they must be thinking, hang on a minute. What well, is. Well, I mean, you might. I think that was the, the whole story of the game, though, is they're two sides so low yeah. on confidence. And yeah, they must have been thinking at that moment in time, oh, God, here we go. Here we and go. There was, there was yeah. so many points during the game where you had TMO interjections and there was that try, you know, that try from Alan Wynne Jones. We haven't even mentioned his. Is gas yet? The uh, the wheels to pull yeah. away during. It's a bit like Ian Evans, wasn't it? When he burst, yeah, he, he was. Burst, actually, yeah, um, he loved that as well, didn't he? And he just had a little wry smile on his face when it got when it got disallowed. That was, yeah, it was a real shame that it. But, uh, real shame that, that that one didn't count. But yeah, I some performance. I think I think Tandy and Reese must have been thinking towards the end of that game. Oh God, surely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, well, you know, going into going into another 
European game, and then you've got the derbies coming up at Christmas. They're going to need they're going to need yeah. to build on it because it's been they, it's been a horrible season well, they for got them a, so far. They got a diff, they got a difficult run, haven't they? In the um, in the pro in the pro fourteen as well. There thereafter, um, a couple of away games, but I tactically I thought they were pretty good, um, and they just they upped the physicality. That was the big thing with when you when you see them being that physical against the Northampton side. Okay, that are down on their luck, but they're still they still got some top players. You think. They'd be a match. They'd be a real. It'd be difficult for quite a, for for I, I even you know for the Scarlets, for the Dragons, um, and for the Blues to stop them when they're playing with that determination. Mm. I really feel that. But that's what we that's what we expected from the Ospreys, and that's what we've had for you know most of the time of their existence. They've been a really fiercely even when they haven't been playing that good of rugby. You'd never you know they they were like Leicester to me. The Ospreys, you know, like that traditional Leicester side that yeah. you knew really they'd have a mean to pack. Beat. You knew they'd have a good set piece. The you know the driving ball was always going to be on. They take the points. Take the points. They never um you know they never back away from a bit of physicality. And then on you know on the on the good days they had some classy operators in the backs to put things away. But then this season has just been you know it's been the softest looking Osprey side that it's seen for a, for a very long time. So yeah, I, I think that's what we've always expected from the Ospreys, and they've got it. They, they've got to. They've got to build on this and make sure that they can do that again. Now they reverted to type, haven't they? Physicality, and then uh, the, the wins will come. All right, let's move on. Here's one for you. Let's stay in. Uh, let's stay in West Wales for the for the meantime. And right, get your teeth stuck into this one, Dan. Until Scarlets start to temper their attacking ambition, they won't be able to compete in Europe. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Fiction for me. They'll still be. They'll still be able to compete, um, and I think they'll still. They'll still win games, but it'll go down. It'll go down to the wire in a number because they'll let teams. They'll let teams get back into the game, and they're gonna have to really stay sort of mentally strong to to then edge past teams because they. Well, yeah, they they're playing the ball from from positions where they possibly shouldn't do bringing on. You know, which increases the pressure and then you know lets the team snip back in. So they'll still do all right though, but there's no need for it, is there? There's no need for what? No need to temper it or no need to throw the ball around so much. No, they they, they should they should be tempering it. They should they should mix it up. But they they you know. I don't think that was their problem yesterday. You know, I think their problem yesterday, and to be fair to them, they got they got the win in the end. But you would have thought with uh, having you know the opposition play. An hour with fourteen men, and they were, you know, and they scored really early on. The Scarlet, you thought that they were gonna, they were gonna run away and do a demolition job there. I thought their problem was actually when it came to, when it came to the to the breakdown. I thought Treviso won the collisions so so easily. Yeah, I, they were physical enough for me. No, and that's they and were that's, absolutely bossed on the on the line. And that's not what we've that's not what we've come to expect. I think that's the area for me. So I'd agree with you. I'd say I'd say it's fiction. It's not about the attacking ambition because if they hadn't showed the attacking ambition, you know, particularly Steph Evans right in, in the last knock-ins, you know, and I'm massively pleased for him by the way because he's had a really tough autumn. Defensively, we know he struggled in his uh, in those appearances. He did Wales. still make a number of errors, mind didn't he? Yeah, he did. The game. But what what you can't fault is when the balls come to him, you know, with seventy odd minutes on the clock, he's had the balls to go. Okay, right. There's a bit of space there. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put in the little kick behind and go for it, and that set up the the first wave. And then again, when they when he's attacking down the left hand side, he's the one who's put in that that deft little kick for uh, for Asquith to yeah. to score the winning try of the game. So and that's hopefully why we'll see him play well for Wales eventually because he yeah he'll just keep going, won't he? Yeah, you do not want to be writing off Steph Evans off the back of off the back it's of that campaign. autumn. Yeah, you know it was tough. He didn't have the best of times, but. You know he he's got he's got such talent in his locker that I think you know that that should hopefully prevail. And I think Scarlett's going to miss Jake Ball. It would be a big 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 loss when he because he's a, a huge man. Yeah, and he gives him that go forward. Um, I I was impressed. I was impressed with um, with Benetton. Yeah, I thought I, they were, I... they played simple, very direct rugby. But then when it was actually on. At times they outplayed the Scarlets with yeah. the passing game, so you know um, it was 
it was it was quite good to watch. I think they're a different outfit this season. They're not mugs anymore. You know, some good signings as well, haven't they? Some cute signings as well. Yeah, they have, and I think the coaching has has made a massive difference. Again, I think they mentioned it on the co- yeah, they mentioned it on the coverage yesterday that Crowley now in his his second season has had that chance to. In fact, I think it might even have been Pivak said before the game mm-hmm. how when you were in that second season you had the chance to bet in. And They've got a really steely edge to them now, haven't they? I think they do, yeah. And you know, we've been very critical of the Italian sides over the last few years of just not being competitive whatsoever. And it's it is good to see because no one wants to see drubbings of of anyone week in week out because it makes the league and Europe less competitive. So, yeah, they. I think although they've, you know, they they've not got a huge amount of points on the board. Just having them as a much more competitive side, I think, bodes well for the future. What do you make of their two young um, second rows? Yeah, they, they, they look put good, a don't shift they? yesterday. A series, and again, that, that's you know that's where I thought some of the ball carrying was fantastic, clearing out rucks. Scarlets aren't used to that. You know, they have been such a good pack for for about twelve months now that they've really um, you know I don't think they've had that many physical examinations. You know, they, there's not been that many packs who've given who's given the Scarlets uh, that much of a going over. So I think it'll be a wake-up call for the Scarlets. For me, carry on chucking the ball around, carry on being ambitious, keep that keep that sense of ambition because you just need it and you need it to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I just, unlock. Yeah, to unlock defences, but also just to keep everyone entertained. You know, like That's fun, isn't it? Every time the Scarlets are on TV, you're going to want to watch it because you know that there's... You know there's going to be some thrills and spills, so I'm all for it. Whether you're Welsh or not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm all for it. Right, we've got uh, two statements remaining, Dan. Which one are you? Uh, which one are you going to go for? Okay, let's go with Jordan Murphy. Is the answer to Cardiff Blues' woes? All right. Okay. Um, so obviously this relates to the fact that we're largely expecting Jordan Murphy to be named uh, new Cardiff Blues coach. I'm going to say I'm going to say fiction at this moment in time. Now, what do we know about Jordan Murphy? Oh, come on, what you think? It's the you think this is well. It's just been exciting. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not going to be exciting. But what do we know about Jordan Murphy? Right, remember him as a player being just a lovely player, fantastically <laughs> gifted and huge amount of so huge described amount of ball as the, skills. Uh, the George Best, the George Best of right. Yeah, I can't remember like, who it was. Ooh. I think it was Dean Richards, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, you know, wonderful player to watch. Hopefully, he will bring some of that. Jenkins a fan of Matthew Morgan. You'd imagine so, with the kind of player Murphy was. You know, he looked he looked to go all the time. Um, Equally, I hope so. He he could play very direct rugby at the same mm. time as well. Direct as in he's not going to be running through players. No, but running straight like well, you know, being was, sensible and I, cute. And I think he was a proper fullback. Yeah, you know, he had oh, yeah. Um, he could yeah. run great lines and. He was yeah. good on the high board. Defense was decent, and yeah. you know, a good kicking game on him. He's not. Gonna, he won't be the type of coach. It won't suddenly be, you know, um, all Matthew Morgan's in the back line. I think he'll be. He'll be fairly. Yeah, they've not appointed me as a, <laughs> as head coach. Yeah. Now, I think. Look, I I think I hope it's a it's a very good appointment. It's because, bold. Yeah, it's a big move. It is, but again, it does it not feel similar to it's another. It's another coach making the step up into the into the head coach role. That's my concern with it. Is that it's you know it's similar to when Wilson was appointed. It's someone who we know has you know has a large amount of coaching ability, but will you know will he be able to to really drive that team forward? I, I think there's still a hell of a lot to sort out of the Blues. You know I think the squad's going to need an overhaul. There's a huge amount of financial problems off the pitch. How much say is he going to get in recruitment? I don't know. Um, so I, I I think it's I hope it's a good appointment. If he's if he's backed and he's able to make a number of the decisions, I feel he'll he'll do well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you can't really say um, there's no history to go back on no. really with this, is there? It's just literally a, a woman a prayer. Yeah, I think well, hopefully it's a bit more than winging a prayer. But I know what you're saying. But I think it's symptomatic of the fact that they haven't got a lot of money down there, so it's not like they were going to be able to you know to call in a, a hugely experienced. Um, Name, you know, I think they've they've looked to go down the route of someone who's who's able to make that to make that step up. Question for you on this though: Would you, given the kind of you know the the budget constraints, would you rather have had you know a young and exciting coach like Jordan Murphy, who is a coach looking to make that step up, or would you rather have had 
a more experienced, but still not necessarily breaking the bank. So like a Mike Ruddock style come in, who's used to being a, a director of rugby and a, and a strong leader. For the for the Blues, right? I'm, I've I've switched. So before I was like, you know, need someone with a you know proven track record. Yeah. I'm I'm I think this is really refreshing actually. Um, so I think I, I'm back in Murphy. All right. In a big way. Heard it here first, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going you're going fact. He's the answer. I'm going. To the I'm going fact. Words. Yeah. I'm completely going against you. All right. Fair dues. I'll give you that. Well, um, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully that news will get announced pretty soon, and then he can, you know, crack on with uh, crack on with recruitment because there's so much going on elsewhere, which we'll have a look at uh, in the last part of the show. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And then the last one, Dan, to finish on for you. It's a good name. Dan Evans not being picked for Wales is the biggest waste of talent in the last ten years. Fact or fiction? Fact. He look at his, his stats for yesterday, right? Go on. Fourteen carries, hundred meters made, six defenders beaten, two tries, eight gain line successes, and you could roll out those stats pretty much for every for every other game. Every team, every team he's played for, he's been Mister Consistent, hasn't he? He plays he plays so well. Um, I just think now you, we we have always said you've got to reward um, players that are in form, mm-hmm. haven't you? And it actually isn't fair to not play him, to not give him a chance. Um, so yeah, he's, got, he's got, what, two caps, which dates he, back to he's a North American caps, yeah. develop, Development Tour in 2009. Yeah, he's been ignored time and time again. And, OK, there, there may be there's question marks over his pace, things like that. But equally, other players have been given a chance. And because he's playing so well, that you have to reward form. It, it, otherwise, it's sort of... It poo poos the whole the whole the whole system and message. So he should be given he should be given another go. And let you know, let's be completely honest, you say he's in good form. When has he not been in good form for you know, not even just like you say, not even since he joined the Ospreys. He was fantastic for the Dragons again in a really struggling I, Dragons. Side. I can't name I can't say when he hasn't been in good form. Yeah. There's just there, I don't, there hasn't been for time, has there really? It's it's astonishing. Again, he doesn't get injured. <laughs> he's and and it's so hard to break lines now, isn't it? And he does it every game, every game without fail. So, yeah, I I just feel that he, he it'd be it'd be wonderful to see him in a in a red shirt. Um, Is it too late though. No, it isn't. I mean, look at I mean, look at I mean, Hadley Parks. He's in there. Yeah. Is, so, he as good, is Dan Evans as as good as Hadley Parks? I know they're different positions. Well, yeah. I but... mean, if you, I mean. Stats, stats wise, yeah, he is. Um, he's a, he's. They're both superb footballers. Dan Evans has got everything, isn't he? Upstairs, quick feet, lovely passing game, good kicking game. He actually is strong in the tackle, gets over the gain line. Um, so the only his positional play. I think they've had, people have said his positional play isn't great. Don't agree. With I that. I can't see that. He always collects the ball. Um, so what is it? It's pace then, is it? I, that's but, the only concern. I think is he has not got. Out and out gas and at international level. So that... same with Hadley Parks though, isn't it? And he slotted in. Are you more exposed at fullback though for for out and out wheels? Well, you could say you've got if you can read the if you if you read the game that well, which he does. You've got if you're in the right position, then you equally have more time. Arguably, got to be given a go. God, yeah. Do you know what? Actually, it's not. You, you, put it... It's not often that you convince me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um... how can we leave him out though? Yeah, I just, you know, the thing is for me is this should have happened, again, we often look at hindsight on this podcast, but it should have happened a while ago. It should have, but equally it doesn't then make it right now that it should have happened before. Look, I'd pick him over Lee Halfpenny in a heartbeat. At the moment, yeah, you would. You'd have to, and, and probably... You know, the vast majority would as well. I don't know if the vast majority would. I know there's a lot of a lot of people are big half penny fans, and I, I am as well. I, yeah, I, I am. am. I mean, yeah, you you more than you more than most. I just think that you know where Wales are trying to evolve their uh, evolve their attacking game. You need to um, you need a, a proper footballer yeah. at 15, and half penny's very good defensively and has a good kicking game and a good goal kicker. But we goal kicking's irrelevant. You know, if you've got Dan Bigger, we've got ten. He's as good a goal kicker as half penny. Yeah, the goal anyway. the goal kicking's fine. Equally, 
so we said he's positional. So him him against Halfpenny, he's positional. Both mm. their their positional plays are both great. Yeah, yeah. They're both good defenders. Yeah. Um, Dan Evans breaks the line time and time again. He uses his feet more than Halfpenny. Yeah. He offloads, gets the ball going. So if you're comparing the two at the moment, you go with you go with Dan Evans, would you not? Yeah, I would, and I would. Yeah. Like I say, I would have liked to have seen him at some point in the autumn, in the summer, in the previous autumns, get that opportunity to show what he can do from fullback, because uh, you know he's he's now reaching the, the latter stages of his career. I think you're right; he's still got more to offer. But he, he plays like a New Zealander, doesn't he? Because he makes his yeah. error count is so low. Yeah. So and what a finisher? He's finishing. I mean, the, the, so we've, we're rattling off. We're thinking of points as we're going along here. It just it just gets better and better. I just think it's a travesty if he doesn't get more than two, two caps. It's it's not right. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, maybe we're just getting into the classic, uh, the classic kind of romantic Welsh way of thinking. But you know, I don't care. I love I love watching him play, and um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully there will be a time to to see him in a red jersey again. In the back right. of the dragons. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd love him back. Being linked, isn't he? Yeah, I link, link everyone. All right, here's one for you. I'd take him over Quay Cooper. I would as well. I just uh, yeah, and that's bearing in mind because the comparatives, the the comparative salaries, there. Um, you know, you'd be able to to afford uh, Dan Evans plus some more it's, players. In terms, in, in terms of what Dan Evans gives you, with never missing a game, mm. and well, I've never been bothered by the uh, world selectors either. Exactly. Yeah, in terms of bang for you, but he can he can be man of the match every single time. Still won't get picked. Um, so he'd make he'd make almost every side, wouldn't he? I think so. He's off the two long soon. Do you reckon? Well, do you know what? They could do worse. Right, that's the end of uh, that. He deserves of... some luck, though. Yeah, get him over yeah. there. Give him oh. a million pound contract, and he's certainly not getting a call up if he does that. Uh, right, that's the end of uh, fact or fiction. Before we have a look at the uh, the transfer news and uh, all the other bits and bobs, uh, we can do this feature called Sinbin, which is where we get an opportunity to chuck something. That's been annoying you in uh, into the sim bin this week, and uh, you got so you got something straight away, have you? I have got one, yeah, Go actually. On. Um, I'm finding myself warming to Chris Ashton. Ooh. I want to throw that in the bin. What's <laughs> <laughs> prompted this? I've, I've, I hate him, right? But um, that kick that he put in, which yeah. is he almost missed the ball. Um, then his interview afterwards, he was he was so sort of gracious. He was mm. so I don't know. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. I'm just, I'm warming to him. This can't be happening. Um, so yeah, it's got to go in the he's got to go in the bin for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you putting him in the bin, or are you putting in your your warming towards him? Yeah, it's my warming. All yeah. right. Yeah. Now, I, do you know what? I get that actually because there's a lot of players from the past who I've hated. You know, just because you you put them in an England shirt, and you think, oh god, I, I just cannot stand them. And then when they stop playing for England, you get a lot. You, you know, you mellow to yeah, it a lot more. That's a great point, actually. He's only he's he's suddenly got better now that he's left England. What he's got better in terms of being more, more likable, tolerable. Yeah, 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 it feels that way because it's yeah, the I French really air, it's the it's the garlic. Is it, God, any other stereotypes? Bicycles and onions, maybe have helped him out. The more, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I get that actually because he's um, to be fair to him, he fronted up in that in that post match press. He did, didn't, didn't he? Yeah, um, annoyingly. Yeah, and you you know I think hats off to anyone who's. Uh, is able to do that. It helps that they won the it game. It did, I suppose, yeah. If they, if they hadn't, it would have been totally good. I bet he's got so much, uh, so many comments. All right, well, that's yeah. a good start. I'm, uh, I'm happy to sanction that one heading to the sim bin because you know we love to, we love a pantomime villain, especially if they're English. Uh, my one is, I don't know. This is a, potentially a bit more of a serious issue, right? Mm. So you've seen some of the obviously the tickets have gone on sale for the for the Six Nations, and it's the ticket prices. You see some of these now that. They're so inflated around the Six Nations that the thing that's really kind of getting on my wick is these third-party ticket sites. So officially sanctioned, you know, double RU partners like StubHub and Viagogo, I forget which one is theirs, but they get a portion of the tickets for them to sell on their platforms, you know, on their website. Why? Uh, because they pay the union to do so. So they're, they're guaranteeing the, um, that that section will be, will be sold. Uh, there's other commercial benefits for them as well, but it's essentially a big commercial deal. And off the back of it, they get they get a chunk of ticket, tickets to sell. Now the price of those gets massively inflated because there's a huge amount of demand for it. So Wales Scotland is sold out, which is a great thing. Really, really up for that. But there'll be a load of people who are in there on tickets that have been 
that have been massively inflated by by sites like StubHub and Viagogo. And really, that's just not fair. It's it's essentially legalised ticket touting, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, there's there's some other interesting um, sites out there, right? There's a site called uh, Twickets, which is basically a, an exchange for people who have um, have bought tickets, can't make it, and they sell it at face value. So the site takes a you know essentially a booking fee. So if you can't make uh, you can't make uh, the Rihanna concert that you're desperate to go to, Dan, I'll be making which, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was that was that was a, a largely unbelievable scenario there, even hypothetically on there. Yeah, let's say it's a uh, uh, yeah, let's say it's a rugby game that you can't make. You list it on there. You give them the tickets. They sell them. Um, they sell them and take a you know take a booking fee for it. But they sell them at face value. That's a nice. great that's a great model. Now these other these other sites are there you know to really drive drive the price up and uh, it's the fan who gets stung so I'm dead against it I'd love to chuck that in the simbin it's a great one I'll second that awesome right there we go job done uh, right any other business so lots of comings and goings it really is the season for uh, for transfers isn't it never mind all the Christmas festivity loads, loads of hype at the moment I'm absolutely loads of swaps this is it yeah I, coaches moving over players we started on this earlier when we were talking about how well the Ospreys centre partnership went um, went yesterday. I think the Scarlets have got a hell of a deal actually with uh, with Fonatier, uh joining them. You know, I know obviously they've lost Scott Williams, but Fonatier is not going to be. Um, you know, he's going to be in the um, that setup a lot a lot longer. It's going to be less disrupted because of Wales fixtures, etc. So. I think you know. I think actually they're going to get the best out of him. I don't think the Ospreys have seen it. He's got bags of ability. He's he's, he's, a, yeah, he's a top player, isn't he? But equally, do you think about Owen and uh, and Scott together? Well, yeah, they went together against Georgia, didn't they? I, bah, 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 I did, they didn't go well that day, and I no. know there was other problems, but I don't know. I think um, I think the pair of them will go well in the long run. Do you? Yeah. I yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I. I'd be more tempted to look at Watkin with Parks or Watkin with Williams in there. Oh no, I mean for for the Os- I mean for the Ospreys now. Right. Okay. Um, going forward, yeah. yeah. It, but it's it's a it's a good bit of business by uh, by the Scarlets, mm. isn't it? And you could probably say, oh, you know, no, I'm not. When you think about it, then yeah, it's Fonati is gonna gonna. It's the type of rugby. He's the type of player that he'll flourish there, won't he? Yeah. And get it all moving. I think so. You know, he's yeah, he's that type of player who will enjoy playing their kind of their kind of rugby. And I think I think the Scarlets will get bags more out of him. I think you'll be looking in two years' time, and they'll be um, equally right. I'm sorry, I'm butting in here, but with the, with the Ospreys, they are they've got to be the most frustrating side. They're the most frustrating side in Wales uh, by a country mile because Fonatia could have, he, he could have been a game changer mm. for them, right? If they if they the the tactics or lack of that they've played. With for the vast majority of this season has been absolutely appalling. They've been all over the shop, and if if they if they just went back to basics and you know led from the front up the physicality, then we'd see we'd see a different a different game from him. But um, I think he'll be leaving with a little wry, a little a little smile on his face. Yeah, I think we got the uh, I think we got the best. Time. That wasn't even one of the transfers on the list. We covered that last week, but there's been loads happening. So should we have a look at? Uh, have a look at the ones that, that are happening. So Alan Davis, sticking with the Ospreys and Scarlets uh, move, uh, he joins them next season, so he's essentially going to be uh, Reese Webb's replacement. Good move for both parties. It's not a it's not a it's not a straight replacement that one, is it? It's, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, you can't replace Reese Webb very easily unless you're bringing in, you know, Will Genia or Connor Murray or someone of that caliber, in my opinion. But how do you think he'll go? You look unconvinced there. Yeah, I am. I am. I am unconvinced. Actually, um, he's not. A, he's not a. It's not a cert. Not a cert to start for me. Um, in that team, I think. I think Haberfield has uh, has played. Generally, when the Ospreys have played well this season, Haberfield's been there. Question marks over his speed of pass. Yeah, but which Alid has got, hasn't he? He does, um, yeah. That's, so, his, that's his biggest strength, the, isn't it? Yeah. So the comp, the he'll he's definitely needed because they need that quick ball, mm. um, you know, out to Sam, who will then hopefully will then will see the best out of the centre partnerships, and it'll it'll flow from there. So so it's it's a signing that's needed, but equally Webb's just going to be missed so much, isn't he? 
Is there putting you on the spot here? Is there anyone that you would have targeted in particular as a replacement for Reese Webb? You know, obviously, it's going to be difficult to attract some of that world class talent that like I suggested is probably not the money for it. But is there anyone that you would have had in mind that you'd have rather seen as a replacement down there if you were an Ospreys, an Ospreys fan or coach? It's whether or not they've gone out outside of outside of Wales, mm. I suppose, to bring bring someone else in in that nine shirt. Um, well, I'll give you free reign. You can go outside Wales as well if you like. Well, you you meant you know, again. I mean, somebody like Genia would just be. Yeah, I, yeah well, well, okay. Well, yeah, but you say that, but would he would he make? They've got the money to bring Genia in. How much Surely. of a difference would he make though? It'd be huge. If they had the money to bring Genia in, they'd have kept Webb. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I suppose looking at it, bringing in Alid, let's only t- time will tell, won't it? Yeah. I mean, just to see how he goes. And I suppose that although you say he's not guaranteed to start, he's probably going to be getting more rugby down there than he will do at, at Parker Scarlets. Because even that, I found it quite strange that he started for Wales the other day because he hasn't played much in the last he? couple of years. He's not been, you know, he's not been first name on the team sheet. Obviously, Gareth Davis is the one who's kind of been picked there more often than not, and then. Jonathan Evans has had a fair share of rugby too. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he, he probably does need a move in order to get more first-team rugby. And, uh, and you know, obviously that this all... Is there anyone else that, that you'd... I, you... I mentioned this a few months ago. If I was uh, if I was in charge of recruitment at the Ospreys, I'd have gone after Thomas Williams at Cardiff Blues. Yeah, well, there's, the thing is, question marks over his control, isn't it? Yeah, but I think Haberfield gives you the control. You know, you want people who are foils in that, in those positions. So... When they're playing in the squad, I think, and he's and he's young. I think there's I think there's bags of potential in him. There is bags of potential, but for me, Alid's more measured. Yeah, but look at look at what and you're losing Webb is. with. Look at what you're losing with Webb. Oh, he's measured, but well, Webb's, Webb's got a lot, though. Yeah, he has. But he's such a try scoring threat, and he's so good. He's so good at um, at sniping around the fringes and and really keeping defenses on their toes. I, he's he's a player I'd gone after. Yeah, you almost need you'd almost need him as well. I think mm. as 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 a, as a third. So. Which they which they could well be. They might have to bring in another another one as well. There might be. I think yeah. There's a couple of youngsters down there who might might well get a look in. So um, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Um, <laughs> this is my kind of sign then. Uh, Jordan Jordan Williams at the Dragons. I'm very excited by this one. Um, Matthew Morgan in disguise. Yeah. Well, I'd have had I'd have them both in the back line if it was up to me, just because I love watching those kind of players. Look, his highlights reel is amazing. Ten and twelve. Isn't he? <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, his highlights, his highlights, his highlights reel is amazing. Yeah, um, he's had a few lows in there as well. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I love watching him as well. Yeah, yeah, that step, and then when he goes, um, I think he'll be in and around the squad. the The dragons will, I think, they'll continue to make signings, and for me, he won't start. I think he's going to start. Throughout, I think he's going to start throughout the season, though, because you know if Amos carries on with the form he's in, he's going to be involved with Wales. You're going to have injuries. You know, unfortunately, Hewitt seems quite um, quite injury prone, and hopefully, he's able to to shake that because he's a he's a really big talent. You know, I think Morgan is likely to is likely to feature with Wales at certain points too, uh, and then at fullback, you know, you've got Kirchner who's who's been out the vast majority of this season with injury, and then you've got a lot of young players. I don't know. I think. Why would you play him? Um, good question. Actually, I shouldn't ask you that. Why? I'm not going to play him at ten. Only because only because only because you've got super gav there, so you don't you know you wouldn't yeah. need to you wouldn't need him at ten. Um, I think it's probably I'd feel more comfortable with him on the wing, but yeah. I think most people tend to see him as a fullback. Uh, I'd be I like a fullback in the Dan Evans mould, who's got. Um, the complete all-round game, whereas Jordan Williams has got some amazing, you know, he's got amazing feet, he's got amazing speed, he's got good ball handling skills, again, his defence probably isn't the best, um, so I'd be looking to utilise him Off there. the bench, 15 to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's going to want to see that, but yeah, you're right, he's, you know, his career has gone a bit, has gone a bit off track, because he, he lit up that, uh, that under-20s World Cup in 2013, and, but that that's the exciting bit for me, I had a bit of a, um, a back and forth on Twitter with uh, with Chris, who's a, a big listener to the podcast and a big Scarlets fan, and he said, you know, he he wasn't. He, he said he's got loads of raw talent and ability, but has never been able to put it together consistently. And I uh, consistently, and I probably agree with that. But going into next season, I think with the right coaching, they'll be able to get that out of him. 
So yeah. I'm excited, you know, God, I'm excited. Look, put it this way, two years ago we signed, you know, Nick McLeod was our summer signing and that, you know, I didn't want to have a go at it, have a go at the guy, but it it just kind of showed that there wasn't there wasn't the kind of the ambition to, yeah, to that, try and amb- play in different that's, ways. That's the word, isn't it? Ambition. Because yeah. he is he's an exciting player, so yeah, it just exactly. shows shows the shows good intent and then how the how the dragons want to play. So there, yeah. So there, the uh, there's some of the done deals from this week. We've obviously we've already mentioned uh, Quade Cooper to the Dragons. Yeah, it just seems seems to be all Dragons at the moment, doesn't it? Uh, Rumours of Toby returning. Which... It's, it's not going to stop this. It's going to carry no. on and on. Do you think Toby will end up back at the Dragons? Yeah. Do you what next season? Uh, sorry, is in the when his contract's out. I think he'll come. I think he'll come back. Yeah. Um. This get this the, the dragons are going to be a real real force. So Moriarty, Griffiths, and uh, and Falatau's a back row is not bad, is it? Not bad at all. It's it's so good. It's so encouraging as, as well, isn't it? Here we want all the all the players to come back and play in Wales and strengthen the strengthen the regions. So I'm 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 really enjoying this. Yeah, I am as well. So I hope I hope the the actual recruitment ends up being uh, you know even a fraction as exciting as the rumours have been. Some new deals signed. Uh, Across the regions here as well, so uh, down at the Scarlets, um, Cubby, Wynne Jones, Gareth Davis, Reese Patchell all signing new deals. Uh, again, they're, they're players who've been have been constant performers for the Scarlets, haven't they? Yeah, great to see them. You know, committing their uh, their future there, isn't it? Because they those boys would have been could have easily been approached. But it just shows, isn't it, that the, the change that people people are starting they want to stay in Wales now, and that'll continue. Oh, well, I hope so. It's the um, sign. It's the sign of things to come. It is. Okay. Bold, bold prediction. We'll uh, we'll wait and see with that one. Slightly more cautious uh, approach from me. Uh, Dragons. Ollie Griffiths signs a new deal. We've already mentioned to him. You know, I think he's anyone who's watched Dragons over the last few years will know what potential he's got. And if he can stay injury free for a while, he has got. You know, he'll play for Wales. No doubt about it. Will he start at seven against Scotland? Uh, will he or will I start him at seven against Scotland? Will he? Will he start? Um, well, Sam's injured, so it's not going to be there. I think if Tipperick gets a bit of um, a bit more game time, he will still be the the favourite to take that. Obviously, he's injured at the moment, but providing he's fit, come Six Nations and has had enough rugby over Christmas, I think Tipperick will will still start. What about you? Do you think Griffiths will start? I do think he'll start. Yeah. Wow. If if so, if Tips is out, yeah, it's a straight shootout between Cubby, yeah. Griffiths, yeah, or Lestonevidi, yeah. yeah. Who would you again? Who would I pick? Um, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself really without your un- dragons. I'm gonna make myself really unpopular with uh, the Rodney faithful here, then, because I would probably go James Davis. I'm just desperate to see him at international, yeah. and and again, he brings. Um, I think Ollie is much more like a mini Warburton. You know, he brings you that. Uh, he's a brilliant athlete. He's fantastic over the ball. His work rate's phenomenal. He gets through loads of tackles. So he is probably the one that slots into that side easier. But I think Cubby's the unknown quantity. Mm. He's the one that you want to, you know, you want to see what he's able to do. And he's so good over the ball. I'm a massive fan of Cubby. The reason why I ask that is because against that against Scotland, we have absolutely got to have an out and out seven and someone that's slowing up that ball because they're going to be wanting to run that. And I tell you what, they're going, to be slow, they're going to be slowing ours up. They are. It doesn't matter who plays in their back row. I think of Watson. I mean, Watson's phenomenal. And he's like a wily mountain goat, isn't he? He's yeah. small, hard. Just he's hard to move off the ball, isn't he? And bounces around the place. And Barkley shows no sign of uh, of aging. He's, he's getting better and better. Yeah, and and you know, there's a, there's an injury doubt over Toby for the Six Nations as well. Actually, yeah, he limped off, didn't he? Yeah. So again, you know that we we banged on so much about our strength and depth in the back row. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tested during the during the six on, on eight. I thought that James King in that first half for the Ospreys was yeah. magnificent. Technic- yeah, he well. Technically, he's so good, and I know it's not popular. Well, yeah, God, he was good. You can't fault him for um, for his effort and and yeah. doing the unfussy stuff because he does uh, he does get through a ton of work, um, and he did that again. Uh, a couple more new deals just to just to finish on as well. So it looks as though Gavin Henson's set to stay at the uh, at the Dragons, which is. You know, he's been fantastic. He really has. It's going to be a chance of one more year, isn't it, going yeah, on and on and on. go on. He played till he's 45, you know. Like you said, it, that, that, he, everything looks in slow motion when Gav's on yeah. the ball. Um, Lloyd Williams, your mate at the Blues. Yeah. Signs up also. Uh, quick mention to uh, to Jonathan Davis. 
as well. He picked up the Welsh Sports Personality of the Year award, um, and he's had he's had some season, hasn't he? One yeah, season to season to remember, isn't it? It's been a magnificent form, and um, yeah, delighted for him. And also, honourable mention here to uh, a couple of players who we won't be seeing much more of uh, in in the short term, and that's. Um, Mike Phillips at the Scarlets, who put in a really good shift on that tour, and I dare say there were some fun nights out. Um, Been great on Twitter, isn't he? Yeah, he's always always good value, and I'm sure they've had their they've had their, their fair share of uh, fair share of fun on that tour in South Africa. Uh, but also Ollie Robinson, I think that's been one of the great little club cameos in Welsh rugby. You know, at a time that's been really tough for the Blues, he's come in and. You know, with uh, with a load of players injured, he's come in and done a sterling job. Like a band of steel, isn't he, in the back yeah. row there? And he looks just like his old man, which I find quite amusing. So, uh, yeah, big uh, big mention to him. And then finally, the other bit of any other business is Griff Reese, as expected, is going to be moving on from the Ospreys, and Matt Sherratt is coming into is coming in to take that role next season. Where's Griff going, Joe? Don't know at the moment. I obviously, honestly, have no idea where he's going to end up. I wouldn't be surprised, given the how tough a season it's been. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, if he's, you know, he's wants to kind of take stock a bit. In the meantime, why well, you got somewhere in mind? No, I haven't. I just, he, I just take it back to to last year. Some of the rugby they played was was great. So he'll 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 have somewhere in mind. Um, but he's obviously been getting a lot of heat, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. But you know, a pair of them have uh, have been massively um, well done to them on the well done to them on the weekend. Yeah, and still, like I say, I think as we mentioned earlier, there's a hell of a long way to go. So um, yeah, they they're going to need to build on that on that win against Saints. Um, and that pretty much brings us to uh, to a conclusion for this week. Uh, so if you've enjoyed us, uh, enjoyed listening to us, and let us know what you think of the new format of the show, uh, you can do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Facebook, Instagram, uh, or check out our um, our Facebook group Bebo. as well. Bebo, MySpace, yeah, we're all that. I bet you've still got a MySpace page. I know, no, I know, I never had one. Look at that, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Technophobe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you've enjoyed it, leave us a review on iTunes. We always make sure we give you a shout out if you uh, if you do that. Um, also, have a little li- have a little check through some of our old episodes because there's some good stuff um, out there that you um, you, know, you may have missed first time round. Some interviews with. Uh, with John Taylor, with Bernard Jackman, uh, the London Welsh special. Have a little trawl through if you're looking for something to do over this festive period. Um, and uh, yeah, remember to check out our sponsors, um, sococoffeetrades.co.uk. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.